0: We are on page 10. We will have a summary of what we said yesterday. In short, the Rebbe has a little footnote where he kind of sums it up. So we have that in the English. Um, yesterday we discussed the, what we call the, has, the Haskala part of the mimer, the intellectual kind of um, process behind the mimur where we ask the question that the Gemara asks, that Rashi asks, why does the world start off with the accounting of creation and not with the first mitzvah of HaChodesh HaZelachem? We explained that HaChodesh HaZelachem and mitzvahs in general represent drawing down a light, an infinite light into the world and integrating that into the physical world. And however, that we, what we have what's called avodat HaTabiurim, which is the job that Hashem put onto every single Jew, which is to elevate the physical world, not just in a time of a mitzvah but in every moment it's also the process of what we call teshuva right we don't do teshuva in the morning and in the evening teshuva is a daily monthly yearly process that we do all the time and that's the concept of and that we said which is taking the concealment and revealing the truth of hashem is revealing a new light bringing what's called an you guys heard that That a new light will come out of Zion, out of Yerushalayim. That's referring to the time of Mashiach. That when Mashiach comes, this Orchadash will will fill the entire world. Good morning. Hello. She's going to sleep. Does everyone have a... Do you guys have a copy? Do you have a copy? She was here. You weren't here. So I did see a spare one, like, floating here. One second. Maybe this is something... A One page Thank you. You're very welcome. Me your name? Sydney. Sydney, you were here before, right? Yeah. Yes, I oh, was. Good to see
1: you. Thank you. Hey. This isn't being...
0: No. And as we said yesterday and we we'll repeat that, our learning should be for Rafa Shalema for everybody who needs Rafa Shalema, for all of our soldiers, and should be nishmas uh, for all of the nishamas that don't really need our help because when somebody dies, Kira Shashem. They don't need any help from us. They're, they're in. That's as, the, as, it's, as we say it. And from Mashiach. Our learning should be from Mashiach. So let's just read a little recap of what we said yesterday on page 10, which is from the footnote of the Rebbe. Um, the, the little bullet point on page 10. So on the right side in the middle. When a Jew performs Torah and mitzvahs without refining the physical world, This reveals the infinite will of Hashem, which is beyond the limits of creation. However, this isn't something new. It's simply something from beyond creation, which comes into creation, right? So when we learn Torah and when we have the Kavanah and the intention behind the mitzvahs, all of that sort of bringing that spiritual energy into the world is incredible. It's bringing in an infinite light into the world and integrating it into the world. But it isn't something new. It's something that existed, but it never existed in the world. Not only didn't it exist in the physical world, it also didn't exist in the spiritual world. So it's a very, very lofty light. However, it's a light that was already in existence and that was already considered light. However, when a Jew takes something in the physical world, a world which completely conceals godliness and transforms it into something which reveals godliness, this is like the creation of something new. Before it was darkness and now it's light, right? We're creating a new light. Before it was just the raw sort of material as it always existed. Kabbalah says very interesting things about physicality and about what we call the vessels. That they really, they've always existed the way that they have and they actually come from a very, very lofty place. But they've never existed as light. And so when we reveal the truth of that, we reveal it in a way of light and we create something new. And therefore it draws down a new revelation into creation not only into this world, into all of the worlds, the revelation of Hashem's essence. And that is the ultimate purpose of creation. And this can answer a question that many people have, like why, for example, does God, why does God take our soul from a very nice, you know, place and bring it down here into this world? Or why does God remove his light, remove his presence for us to just bring it back? Just stay here, right? Why are we are we just So, you know, some people say, are we like in a video game? Is God just playing with us? And the answer is actually no, (laughs) because the process, the ultimate process and the ultimate purpose of what we're doing here is that we're actually partnering with God to do something that God could not do alone. We're not just bringing back a light that God hid from us, right? We're not just revealing a truth that was hidden. We're actually revealing something that's never been revealed before that only we can reveal. And that is the ultimate purpose of creation. And that is only enabled through through God creating a physical world and putting us physical people down here with the concealments as we know it. So that that Hashem's power, we can tell to the nations and we can know that God put us here for this very reason. Okay, so that's kind of a little bit of a recap. I know we did a lot of, um, it, was, it was quite lofty ideas that we discussed yesterday. Now we're going to move on to the second part of the Mimer. And we'll finish, uh, it's a very short Mimer, so I think we will finish it today. Okay, so the whole idea of what does it mean that God removed his light and then brought it back, that is um, the idea of the Harishon, which we will discuss um, later on. But now we will continue on to page 11. Okay, so Seif dalid. Paragraph, darling. Okay, so before we go inside, now it's going to discuss the idea what it says in the Gemara. That God, that when, that what the answer to the question, why did God start with creation, was so that when the nations of the world come to us and say, you are thieves, you stole the land of Israel, we say, that god created the world it belonged to him he chose to give it to you and then he chose to take it away from you so first of all on just a basic level what's the claim of the non-jews okay this claim of the what's called the goyim of the nations is actually a very valid claim because halachically um, there are laws when it comes to war yeah. and if a nation let's say the jewish people conquer a land okay that becomes your land and you cannot give it away. So let's take Eretz Yisrael out the equation, right? There have been many times when the Jews fought wars outside of Israel, right? Also in the past. If they conquer that land, halakhically that becomes your land. If another nation comes and conquers it from you, now it's their land, halakhically. Whoever conquers it with the laws of what it means to be, to, to be in charge, that is the rule. That's the rule that halacha lays down for the world. But that's not the case with what happened with Eretz Yisrael because... God gave the land to the Canaanites, right? They lived here from the beginning of of time when everybody found, you know, their little places in the world. The Canaanites lived here. God gave it to them, yeah. Okay, then we conquered it from them. So now it belongs to us. However, the moment we conquered it from the Canaanites, we have a new rule that doesn't apply to anybody else in any other time, to any other land, which is it can never, ever, ever be taken away from us. No matter how many nations come and conquer it from us, which has happened, obviously, um, unfortunately, does matter belongs to the Jewish people for eternity, yeah. and it's interesting because Hashem gave two promises to Avraham. The Medrash tells us that He promised Abraham that He will have that He will His descendants will live on forever.
1: He promised shrine, like He, promised, he said,
0: yeah. Yes. So that that falls yeah. under the, the category of the first promise, which yeah. was Your descendants will live forever.
1: Yeah,
0: which is a pretty. A radical promise No other nation has lived forever. We don't know of another nation that's remained as a nation from the time of Avraham except us It doesn't exist. It's an it's an impossibility and yet Avram said, okay, I believe you I believe you I believe that my people my, my descendants will live on forever as a nation And then Hashem gave him another promise that not only is are his children gonna live on forever as a nation known as the children of Avram Yitzchak, and Yaakov but they're going to live and have and have claim to the land of Israel forever and that was such a radical promise that Avram actually asked Hashem he said basically promise me and that's when they did the Brit Beta Basarim, the famous covenant between Hashem and the Jewish people it was a covenant where Hashem said I promise you that the land of Israel will always remain in the hands of the Jewish people, will always be known as the holy land for the Jews. And that was such a radical. Oh, she's, just super she's very tired. Sorry. Hi, sweetie. Hi. She's super unhappy. Hi. She does not everybody's gonna pretend that oh. she's not uh... oh. that she's not here. <laughs> this is what it looks like when you get your way. Oh, you need a tissue. Does someone have a tissue here? <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) You're going to come land tire with us, sweetheart? Okay. Let's see how long this lasts. So, (laughs) my concentration goes like out the window when my kids are here. So, the promise that, the, the idea that a nation will hold claim to a specific piece of land for thousands of generations was so radical that actually Avram said, prove it to me, like make a, br- make a bris. And it really, 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 we don't see any other form of this, that it's known as the na- that, that Eretz Yisrael is known as the nation of the Jews. However, on a basic level, and also on a deeper level as we're gonna see, the goyim who come and lay claim, they say, you're thieves, you're not holding by the same rules as everybody else. The, wor- the way of the world is that when something, when a land is conquered from somebody else, it becomes the person who conquers that land until somebody else comes. However, you came, you conquered the land, great. But now it doesn't matter how many people conquer it, how many people try to take it away from you, it is always your land. List them at them, you're thieves. What are you? What rules of the game are you playing? And the answer that we give to this claim is Hashem created the world, He gave it to you. Not then he gave it to you and then he changed his mind and gave it to us. He gave it to you so that we can then conquer it. So that he can then give it to us.
1: Where is this?
0: So this is the Gemara.
1: No, when um, God promises to upper
0: In which Parsha? Oh, yes. <laughs> I
1: <have to> check. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Isn't it like It's in, lech or
0: it's or in is it? Um, Is it Lech lecha? That blows, what he was committed to me. I think the Bis Bay bes- happened after p- he left. I think so, okay, okay. I think so. Between Left Lafay and Kaya Sarah
1: like found in the text about the problem like like a like, you know the I mean? bris of I think it is. No, but in the, the bris, yes. But like I'm saying that, like, expend, like expend the kind of like, to promises it's not.
0: The, but the, the, there's the bris. That's the covenant. Yeah. That's the, that's one yeah, yeah, thing. Ben that's the circumcision. We have the bris of in the text. Um, it describes how, how the, it's called of because it was between the two sides. They cut animals basically like in half and put each one on each side and then walked through. I'm pretty sure it's described in the text. Um, that's quite, it's called it's like between the pieces, kind of. Um, and and so this is a very interesting distinction here, what's brought that Hashem la, lahem, Hashem gave it to them and then he gave it to us. Hashem didn't change his mind, but he gave it to them so that we can then conquer it. And this idea of conquering Eretz Yisrael, right? It's not laying claim to the land of Eretz yisrael It's not saying this was always ours. It's actually the process... You're so distracting. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) It's actually the process. (laughs) It's actually the process of conquering it. So let's just take a a deeper look at what's what's the claim of the non-Jews. And then what is our claim back? So the claim that you're thieves and you took this land for yourselves and you don't have the right to. The Rebbe explains that that actually means that Hashem created a world. And the world belongs to us for our own selfish reasons. That's the message that the nations give to us. That's the message that the world gives, which is take as much as you can, when you can, live life while you're alive. The world is there for your taking. And that's the claim that they're saying, you're thieves, you're taking the world, that's for us. And you're saying, no, 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 we're sanctifying this world, we're setting this aside, we're elevating it for God, not for ourselves. And so the claim is, Who who gave you this right to decide that this is the purpose of the world? This is what we're all here about. And this is not just an ancient um, claim. This is a claim that's being made every single day, sometimes not only by the nations, but by a part of ourselves, right? There's a part of us that's speaking to another part of us that's saying, you're a thief. What do you mean that you're going to start to look at the world in a way that it's all for God? Enjoy the world for yourself, And so then we respond and we say, God created the world. God created the world. He gave it to you so that we can take this nation, this land from you. And he created the world so that for the purpose that we will elevate it, that we will create a new light. So let's see this idea a little bit inside. Any questions or comments so far? (laughs) Does someone maybe want to hold her so that she's not like on display? Sweetie, sweetie? (laughs) <laughs> so, how nine months nine and a half months wow your nails are pretty, so pretty. <laughs> <You're so> pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay page 11 <laughs> and the process of conquering eretz yisrael which is a process that we're truly feeling right now as well is the purpose of the whole creation on a, on a smaller level, it's the process of conquering this land of Eretz Yisroel. And on a deeper level, it's of conquering the entire world. And saying that this is the land of Hashem and this is the world of Hashem. And we're here in order to elevate it for Hashem. So page 11, Dalet. Vihine. Since we know that God desired and he gave it to them. God first gave the land of Israel to the nations, for a specific time period. It was only in order that afterwards, God chose to take it from them and to give it to us. Hare from here we see, that if we decide categorically, if we fully fully decide with strength that this land belongs to us that this world was only created for one purpose as a mavarim banakal then it becomes a lot easier to refine at Shiva in the lands of the seven nations the kula kulan the entire world sheyihiye lo dira yisparach, sheyiye dira yisparach that we should turn the land of israel we should turn the whole world into a dwelling place for god so here you see that if we strongly decide we don't say well maybe you're right maybe we should have a little bit of an argument about this maybe we should split it half half no god gave it to you so that he could give it to us so that we can go through this process of conquering the land of israel of conquering the world as we're going to see god placed um, adam right into a garden a beautiful garden and he said la o la shamra, to work it and to guard it why not just make a garden that's so perfect and so beautiful that he can just enjoy it he's putting adam there and saying work it the whole point of creation is so that we can conquer the world so that we can work the world so if we come into that process with strength with this true resolution and this in mind it will be easy for us to accomplish
1: is there so there's this idea of us um making the whole world a place for God, in a way, does that make the whole world Israel? Or is like, in is situation. it? Yeah, is, there so, is this our idea that all of us are going to live in Israel or is the whole world going to be like...
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. So, Israel is... The, the concept of conquering Israel is almost like a... Is the word microcosmic... Like a... Is that a word? Microcosmic. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Of the avod of all the Jews in the whole world. Okay. So... This, there, is a, there is a bit of a difference in um, understanding here. Like Ch- Chabad clearly sees in the Rebbe's soul that every person, wherever they find themselves in the world, that's where he needs to be. And that's, there, there, is, there are certain thoughts that everyone needs to go to Israel because that's where we have to be at to be Jews. But the idea is Israel represents the job of every Jew wherever he finds himself in the whole world. The idea of conquering Israel on a physical level represents the spiritual conquering that we do of the whole world. that makes sense but yes that's very much connected to the fact that israel has israel reveals hashem in a deeper way and when mashiach comes the whole world is going to be israel right that feeling that presence of hashem will be present everywhere she's so tired the poor girl you're so tired sweetie okay you'll go to sleep soon um okay but here this is a very very good point here that that if a Jew makes a strong resolution to accomplish this, he will easily refine the land of the seven nations. Come, Baba. I could get my nursing thing. Be very I that's weird. Yeah? Yeah? little Yeah. <laughs> I think she wants everyone to see it. Do you want to see it? Right? I think she's the minor mascot, this one. Yeah. <laughs> Shalom! Shalom! <laughs> Nishma! <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good way to greet everybody these days. I'm going to start. <laughs> okay. Second paragraph on page 11. Vaze ma shenidme. And for those who think that this is a really hard job, which it is, but the ad Umata to olam to the point that the nations claim to this whole job that we have in this world, to this whole refinement, that you're thieves. Not only should you not be doing it, but you're wrong for doing it this only comes from the great concealment that exists in the world and in our lives because it's not felt in this world that the whole world belongs to god it's not The fact that God created the world and recreates it at every moment and that the world belongs to God and that our purpose here is to serve God in this world, it's not felt in our day to day lives and it's not felt by the nations. And so we face claims of you're thieves, you're doing the wrong thing. Who are you to decide what to do with this beautiful world that we live in? And so we can think to ourselves mistakenly that this is a very, very hard job. The key mimcha hakol, because everything is from him. Aval, however, what's the truth? The whole point of the concealment is in order that we should seek God out from there. I think we discussed this when we we're learning about Elo. When we say Zeh. This, we mean God as he is revealed. When we say Shem, there, God is everywhere. He's here and he's there. What does it mean, go see God from there? From the places where he is hidden, from the places where he is concealed. The entire purpose of creation is to go to those places and to face that concealment and to reveal Hashem. And then we have the Yiddish here. As Yidin should zuchen on find dem in that The Yidin should find Hashem in every aspect of the world. And in the concealment themselves. And then the Rebbe brings a mashal, kamashal for example, like a father who hides himself from his little child, Ben, to in order to show the wisdom of his son, that his son understands, that this concealment is only in order that he should seek him out. So, just as a father, he hides from his son, not to disappear and to walk out, but to have give his son the opportunity to go and find him. That is the reality that we face, and that is not a reality that is hard to overcome. The Habatiha, vefticha Torah, and the Torah promises us that when we seek God out from there, that we when we reveal the truth of God within the concealment, and when we use this physical world for the purpose. Of revealing God in it, as Umatsata, then we will certainly find God. We will certainly be successful. kol ha'olam that we will conquer the whole world. mimena that we will make God a dwelling place in every part of the world. Ada alamim, and then all of the nations will turn to a clear language. La'avda shechem echad that they will all serve God as one. That the truth Mommy. will be known not only to the Jewish Me. people, but to the whole world. The La shema and the malucha, the kingship, will be for Hashem. Now, we go on to the next short point. But until now, the idea is that the whole Torah starts off with the accounting of Bereshit, with the accounting of creation, because the whole purpose of Torah, the whole purpose of mitzvahs, the whole purpose of Jews and the whole purpose of this world is to use this world as a tool to reveal God in every part of our life and in every part of this physical world. And yes, there will be those who claim, not only those from outside of ourselves, but those within us, there's a part of us that claims who are you to think that this world is for god this world is for you you you're here the world is here use it while you can and we need to be strong in our resolve and in our answer to those claims which is the god created the world it belongs to him and it's our job to reveal the truth of god in this world so on what's shabbat there is um there's a custom it's a sparty custom I've never actually seen it, but they sing Zmirot. They sing songs on what's Shabbat. I don't know if anyone's familiar with this. Um, also, chass- also certain Hasidim. Yeah, I never. I've never seen it. Um, I've seen even Zmirot Shabbat. Chabad doesn't really do. We we're kind of lame in that element. We have like the we have the songs from the Arizzo, One song for each day, and we don't really do Zmirot other than that. Um, one of the songs that is sung on Motzei Shabbat is the song Al Tira Avdi Yaakov. Al Tira Avdi Yaakov means "Do not be afraid, my servant Yaakov." Kayla, what's wrong? She wants to nurse. Shame she's so tired. I'm going to give you back to your commander to try to put you to sleep. Someone want to give her back to her? And see she sleep. Tell her she needs to go to sleep. baby. she should just bounce it. So. Okay. <laughs> I had to I had to talk with her I don't even remember how long ago it was now but she I couldn't find her a babysitter because she was born like in the middle of the year and so we'd bring her in every day and it was <laughs> it was really interesting but yeah we should just have a classroom just play with her for like literally now sure <laughs> I'll bring my with two then I think that's great
1: yeah.
0: That's, so I think That's why we're do doing the breaks. Also. Oh, yeah. I'm right here. You guys can come over. She <laughs> won't wait for. Uh, okay. So now we're going on to the next idea, which is the idea. It's a famous Chassidish idea of VeYakov Halakh LeDarko. Have you guys heard this idea? VeYakov Halakh LeDarko. So Vyakov Halakh LeDarko means and Yaakov went on his way. It's a quote from the Chumash when Yaakov went on his way to Haram. And it's become like almost a symbol of, it's become a symbol of Motzei of the end of the whole Tishrei. We know that the whole Tishrei is a high. Even starting in Elul, we're starting to do our own work. And then Tishrei is a high, high after high after high. And then on Motzei Simchat Torah, at the end of Simchat Torah, it's, it's the end. There's no more, it's not just one more thing, just the Shemini just this, just Sukkot, that's it. We're back into the real world. We're back into our lives and into our schedules. And so it's a custom to say at the end of Semchat Torah, And Yaakov went on his way. It's representative that when Yaakov went to Haran, when Yaakov was going into a land that was not friendly to the values that he stood for, and it specifically uses the the name Yaakov. Um, We are called Bnei Yisrael. Who is Yisrael? Yaakov. Yaakov. But it's a name that he got when he fought with the angel of Asaph. Oh,
1: shame. It's
0: okay. We will finish them. We will finish them. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have like the lizard brain in me, which is like. (laughs) Um. So, Vyakov Halachlodarko represents this idea that now we start the Avodah, now we go on our way. Tishrei is over in order to give us the tools, the fortitude, the inspiration. Bless you. To go out into the world and to conquer the world, which is the job of why we're here. And so Yaakov halach Ladarko represents this, and Yaakov has two names, Yisrael and Yaakov. Yisrael comes from the word. Well, the Yud in this context means constant, because that's it's like a grammatical thing that makes it constant. And then we have Sarkel. You can write it on the board here. Yisrael. The Yud makes it constant. Sar. Does anyone know what Sar means? A minister. And Kel is a name of, very lofty name of Hashem. Sar Kel. The idea is that there's an aspect and an element of the Jew when he's holding in a certain place where Kel is the Sar, the God, God that exists within him is the minister, is the ruler over his whole being and his whole life. And Yud is constant, in a constant way. And the idea is that when we're called B'nai Yisrael and when the Jews are called after the name of Yaakov of Israel, it's referring to the Jew as he stands in a good place, as he's holding in a high level. Yaakov, however, what's the word Yaakov come from? How did Yaakov get his name? Um, Because his brother was... He was holding onto his brother. So oh, he was yes. yes. So, the position, it's explained that the position that the babies were the twins in Rivka's womb, Yaakov and Esau, was that Yaakov was supposed to come out first. But then Esau pushed his way out, and Yaakov held onto him by the heel and came out holding onto the heel of Esau. Ekev means a heel. And the idea is the heel is the lowest, lowest part of the body. And so, when we are referred to as Yaakov when the Jewish people are holding a place of Yaakov we're not holding in the perfect place that we you know we should be or we could be we're holding in the place that we find ourselves because God put us in the world as it is and so the idea is Yaakov even the part of us that's not perfect that's not whole that's still working on itself goes on its way that we go as we are and that's why we have this quote Al-Tira of the Yaakov, which we say customarily on Motzei Shabbat, because on Motzei Shabbat the second soul that we're given, that elevation that we experience on Shabbos leaves, and so we need we need some consolation. That's what right consolation. God tells us, Al-Tira of the Yaakov, don't be afraid, my servant Yaakov. Even if you're holding in a place of Yaakov, don't be afraid. Go out into your week, and on a more on a deeper level, when we finish Tishrei, as we're holding now, right at the end of Tishrei, right in the beginning, um, we're about to start Cheshvan. We have to face, we have to face the year, we have to face the world in a way of not being afraid. So this is why we say on Motzei Shabbat, specifically on the Motzei Shabbat of Beresh, and specifically this year where it was actually a Motzei Shabbat, right? The end of um, Simchat Torah was actually on a Motzei Shabbat, and it was... In the circumstances that we found found ourselves in on this specific Motzeh Tishrei, she'az that that's mainly when it all starts. Haseder this whole idea of that we're starting our Avodah for why God put us here. And then what do we say? Omrim Altira Avdi Yakov. We say the quote, what Hashem said to his to Yakov Altira Avdi Yakov, my servant Yaakov, do not be afraid. Because on Motze Shabbat, the additional neshama that we got on Shabbos leaves. But and we need to return to our day-to-day lives. Vilired Yaakov and to go down now to the level of Yaakov, to the imperfect person as we find ourselves. We have to go back into the regular work week. To refine all that needs to be refined. But in all of the worlds. And that is why we say, and that is why God says to us, Altira of Di Yaakov, do not be afraid, my servant Yaakov, Milered Mishamph, to go down to those places, to go down to the places of concealment and to conquer them. And this is what gives us strength and might. And so we could think I should be afraid. Not only is the world telling me that I'm crazy what I'm trying to do, there's a part of me that's telling me I'm crazy, right? So why shouldn't I be afraid? Why shouldn't I think that I'm going to fail? Everyone else is against me, right? And also just on a simple level, on the basic level, what we've been talking about of this conquering of the land of Israel. Why shouldn't we be afraid? The nations are bigger than us. They're stronger than us. They're more powerful than us. Yes, Baruch Hashem, now we have an army that we've, which is totally unprecedented. And since, honestly, the times of, I don't know, prophets like... That, that the Jewish people, something like this happens to us and we're like, yeah, but we, we're going to fight back. Like, wh- When last has that happened? But even though we have an army, at the end of the day, if we look practically, practically, okay, realistically, the world, right, is a lot bigger than us. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the world is against us. And so why shouldn't we be afraid? On a physical level, on a spiritual level, we are completely outnumbered on, on all fronts. So why shouldn't we be afraid? And Hatam The reason for this is, for this whole idea that we shouldn't be afraid, and the Rebbe was so, so adamant about this whenever it came to Eretz Yisrael. Do not be afraid of what people think, of what people say. Do what you need to do to protect Israel. The reason why we don't need to be afraid is because Hashem, our God, is with us. Why? That's the continuation of the Pasuk. Why shouldn't Yaakov be afraid? Not because he's that amazing, but because Hashem is with him. Shekol echad mi m'Yisrael, that every single Jew, gam mi shehu b'pechinat Yaakov, even a Jew who finds himself on the level of Yaakov, Ekev, of a heel, b'kol makom in every place, or man, and in every time, or inyan, and in any aspect, gam even if it's not in Israel or even if it's on a regular weekday or even if it's in the middle of doing regular mundane work. Hashem is with him. To the point that he becomes a partner with Hashem in creation. Because he is bringing something new into the world. Just just as God creates the world from nothing into something at every moment and just as God created the sun, the moon, the stars, the trees and the world as we know it, when we face the darkness and we turn it into light, we are creating something that's never existed before. We become a partner in creation with God and this is a very important point because it's so easy to look at situations and say, what can I do about it? Like, God's the one in charge, right? Leave it up to him. Or, I don't believe in anything. Like, how can these things happen? And the answer is, no, 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 no. We can partner with God in creation. We have the power to change reality. Something I grappled with for a long time because, like, this whole idea of saying to Hillim, right? Um, when I was in high school, I had a really good friend whose father got very sick when we were, like, 16. And he got really sick, and we were all saying to And she used to say, I think it was the whole to him every single day for her father non-stop, non-stop, like, the amount of Tehillim that was said, and he passed away, and I was 16, and I was just like, I don't believe in Tehillim anymore, like, what a, so, what a waste, (laughs) um, I was so, I don't know, it took me time to, like, be able to put these two things back together, like, Tehillim and changing, like, changing reality, right, my father told me at the time, he said, you know, like, that Tehillim, you don't know, you don't know what could have happened and what happened instead, and maybe that Tehillim went to somebody else, um, but, the idea here that we've been learning, why does the Torah start off with Bereshit Bari with creation? Because we are partners in creation. We can change reality. We have this incredible power through the Torah, through the mitzvahs, as Jews, especially, especially finding ourselves in the land of Eretz Yisrael, to change the reality of the world. No, but
1: even like even going we from the from the opposite, like it's it's Liquidator territorial like brings a lot of examples when we're talking about like what if like a person um, like what if like a person decided to keep shabbos right like this like businessman and whatever in Manhattan decided to be like okay so now I'm gonna keep shabbos and the condition is that every time uh he would keep shabbos he would be paid like i don't know whatever like a hundred bucks or something like like some kind of financial reward for this obviously now you're thinking like yeah there's no reason for me not to give shabbos like i'm gonna keep shabbos i'm gonna get i'm gonna get money i'm gonna get money but is it like is it what Hashem wants from us to be like the motivation it's not only but it's it's just like like um like intuition like intuition wise and everything it's wrong, because that's not the point of, like, keeping shut. Yeah, yeah. like, and then when you don't get the money, exactly. when you that's don't
0: exactly. get what you promised, then you stop to do it, unfortunately. Exactly. Making because deals with God doesn't usually work out too well. Yeah. Right. Um, we, need to, we need to find motivation. That's fine. And we can motivate ourselves, and we can bribe ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We have an animal within us. That's okay. Yeah. But to make deals with God that... that. Not even you know what the truth is it's not always going to work out and then and then what right what's the what's the motivation we were learning about this when we were learning about the acronyms for teshuva and these come from a whole place from a place where we're actually internally intrinsically motivated as well
1: and our purpose is to like see the hidden you know what i mean like it's to like understand how to work how to do the work with the hidden um with the hidden things not to only like like, enjoy the reveal, good as if, like, it was the only source of And it's very passion. hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard
0: because when we look at the world, the way that the world tells us to look at it, which is take what you can while you can, right? That's yeah. basically, you know, while, while you can. That has immediate gratification and that it makes sense to the eyes, makes sense to the mind. But this job that God has given us, it's much deeper and it's much higher and it's much harder than that. But we need to approach it from a way, from a place of of trust and of strength not coming in as like timid we can't be timid the rebel was very very against jews being timid in any aspect especially when it came to the safety of eretz israel when the world sees that we're proud that we're strong and that we're ready to fight for what we believe in on a physical level on a spiritual level we will win because hashem is on our side because through a jews service in the work of refining the darkness. <inaudible> to make the whole world a dwelling place for God. And what does it mean a dwelling place for God? When we're in a home, we can be ourselves. And the idea is not only to reveal the light of God, but to reveal God himself, to make this world a place where God himself can be comfortable. <inaudible> this brings a novelty into creation. This is the reason why we read on Shabbos Barashus. What do we read on Shabbat Baratius on the first Shabbos going into the whole year? That God created the heavens and the earth. that through this we create the heavens and the earth, the colourzvachan, and all of the hosts in the heaven, Michadash from in a new way or and in a new way. That when we join with God and do and, and reveal God in this world, we are creating the world anew. And the world as it exists changes. The reality of the world changes through our work. To the point that when Mashiach comes, we will have the new heavens and the new earth the reality where God is present in every single part of our lives. So when he serves Hashem by refining the physical world and making it into a place which reveals Hashem's essence, he brings something new into the world. He reveals a new revelation of Hashem's essence, which wasn't revealed before creation. This is another reason why we read about the creation of the world each year on Shabbat Bereshit. The world and everything in it is created anew and in a new way as a result of our Birovim. Ultimately, this will lead to the new heavens and the new earth, the revelation of the essence of the Ein Sof of Hashem's infinite light, which will be revealed with the coming of Mashiach, and we should really—I wanted to—I wanted to learn this mima just because to remember that we need to face this with strength, and that Hashem is on our side, and the main thing that we actually can do something about. It. We're not helpless in the fight in our day-to-day fight and in the global fight and in the specific fight that we're having now in this Milchama, we're not helpless. We definitely, definitely can affect change. And it's something I need to keep reminding myself also because it's like, what am I doing in my room? How can me giving charity or me like making people smile or me saying to him, what the heck am I doing for this physical reality that faces us right now? And the answer is that we can change the physical reality of this physical wealth through Torah and through mitzvahs. Because the whole, only reason why this world was created was so that we can change it. The only reason why God gave Eretz Yisroel to the nations was so that we could conquer it. He could have just given it to us to initially just, this is Eretz Yisrael, Avram, miracles, it's yours from the beginning of time. But God didn't do that. Because the whole point is that we have to conquer it. And so if we have to conquer, we have the ability to conquer it. God doesn't give us, jobs that we can't do right he doesn't put things on us that aren't in our ability and we should remember that God is on is on our side okay so we should just continue to learn Torah and to add in lots of lots of goodness and I'll see you guys tomorrow okay